Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit us online at nwgospel.com forward slash citizens. I was in eighth grade. I was in eighth grade and I had a day I would never forget. I was in eighth grade in class when the classroom phone rang. And everybody in the classroom knew exactly what that meant. You see, my school, every day during fourth period, our teachers would get together with their team to plan. This was also the time that they would get together to talk about the kids who were in trouble. And so the telephone rang. We all knew what that meant. Teacher gets off the phone and says, Sam Cassis, this one's for you. And so I stand up, put my bravest face on, and I walk to the door, and everyone knew what that meant. You see, I got into the classroom, and all of my teachers had six different teachers on the team, and they were seated there in the room waiting for me with an empty chair that said, Sam, come on in, take a seat. And for the next several moments, they began to tell me what I had already known. I hadn't been doing really well. I'd been a total goof off in class. I'd be making fun of the teachers. I was disrespectful to their faces. I wasn't doing the homework. And they went down the laundry list letting me know what I wasn't doing right. But then there was one teacher, and he was extremely insightful. And he said, I don't wanna talk to you right now about all the things that you've done. I wanna get to the heart of the matter. Sam, here's what I see in you when I look at you. You are living for the laughs. You are doing whatever it takes to get a chuckle out of your classmates. And Sam, you're about to go to high school. You have a choice before you. Are you going to continue to live for the laughs? Are you gonna continue to do whatever it takes to get a little chuckle out of people and they'll control you? Or will you live for yourself? Will you live in a way that will grow you, not caring what people think about you? Sam, this is not good. You have a choice before you. Which way will you choose? That was my crossroads. And so I tell you this story because that in one sense is your entire life right now. (laughs) Right now, you are at a crossroads, students. I'm not just talking about which college you're gonna go to. I'm not just talking about who are you gonna marry. I'm not just talking about what kind of career you're gonna do. You are at a crossroads. How will you live your entire life? What kind of life are you going to live? You are at a crossroads, and I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not just being dramatic when I say this is the most important decision that you will make in your life. And so I ask you students, which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? We're in this series right now called The Tale of Two Kingdoms. And Jesus is breaking it down for us super simple. He says, hey, you only really have two options. Every single person in this world is going to live as a citizen of one of two kingdoms. Number one, you can be living in the kingdom of God. You can be living as a citizen in the realm where God rules, in the realm where God is in charge and you're following him. Or... You can be living in what we like to call the kingdom of me, where you're in charge, 
where you rule and reign and whatever you say goes and you determine what your life will look like. You have two options, he says. Which way will you choose? Because the kingdom of God is here. And so in our final message of our series tonight, tonight is the series finale, by the way. So I know that there were some famous uh, series finales that happened this past week. I saw all over Facebook, and I'm hoping that this one will be way less disappointing than that one from what I hear. But here's the, I have no idea. I'm just, my Twitter feed is blowing up. But here's the point, all right? As we end our series today, as we see this one little story that I love, that the name of this story is Two Houses, One Lord. And as we look at this short little story, you need to be hearing Jesus' clear call to you. Because he's saying, students, which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You only have two options. And both of your options look an awful lot like the builders that we're about to see in these few verses. So are you guys ready to end this? Let's take it from the top. Roll back to video. No, no. Like, are you ready for real? Yeah. Do you want to hear? <laughs> when, I, when I ask that, I'm not just looking for like, empty enthusiasm. Hurrah! No, I'm like, 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 understand what we're about to do. We're going to open up the Bible, and the Lord is going to speak to you, and he is going to give you a message. And the question tonight is, what are you going to do about it? And so the question for you, which way will you choose? And we got two options. Let's check it out. Starting in verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Keep going here. Look at verse 26. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching for he was teaching them as one who had authority, not as one of their scribes. All right, let's stop there. We're talking about two dudes here, right? And so two dudes, they need a home. So if you and I needed a house, we call up, you know, 1-800-REAL-ESTATE-AGENT. That's a phone number, trust me, right? 1-800-REAL-ESTATE. You're looking through the, through the apps, your Zillow and your Redfin. You're starting to drive around town looking for a cool neighborhood. Not these dudes. These are like manly men. Like we should like call them something. Um, Manly man number one and manly man number two. No, we won't do that. We'll, we'll call them what Jesus calls them, right? So, the, so these guys are like, you know what? Forget that. Forget the apps. Forget driving around. We're going to build our house with our bare hands. Rawr! Right? Anybody live in a house that was built by your parents? Uh, my parents had a house built. No, they didn't. They contracted someone to build it. You actually, your dad literally did build your Manly man number one <laughs> is looking for a place to build his house, right? And so these guys are like, yo, I watched YouTube, I saw a few tutorials, and like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? So dude number one, he sets it up, and he goes, all right, I'm going to go around, I want to find a sweet spot 
for my potential home. So he's looking around. He's surveying the land. He's got his little binoculars out. He's got a little captain in him as he looks around. And he finds this sweet, sweet spot. And we're going to see his decision that he makes here. This sweet spot is on the rock. I have found some photo evidence of the actual house in ancient Israel. And it looks like this. All right. This was before it was completed, all right? Made of the same wood that was made of Noah's Ark. So it was very, very authentic. This is great. Somebody's new here and they're just like, what is he talking about, right? This is the man. He builds his house on the rock, all right? Pretty good decision here. You can understand this, that it's solid. He's building his house on a foundation that is stable. It is unshakable. No matter what happens, this house will be standing, okay? Not much more to talk about there. I mean, this guy, this was clearly the right play. This was a guy who clearly knew what he was doing. YouTube or not, he had the right idea. He's clearly the the protagonist in our story because look what Jesus calls him. He says he's a wise man, not a wise guy, He's a wise man. He lived according to wisdom. He knew how to do life right. But there was a second guy. There was a second guy who he got on his hard hat and his helmet and he got on his tape measure and he goes around and he says, I'm gonna evaluate the situation. I wanna find a place to build my home. And you know what? I just, I probably would prefer it on the beach like I can, so I can live like those movie stars, you know? sunrise every morning or maybe a sunset depending on which coast he was. I'm not sure. It would be a sunset. It'd be a sunset. Trust me. And so he's looking around and he decides to build. Look what he does. You ready? Turn the page. He decides to build on the sand. And everybody said, oof. But not so fast. Do you know what was special about ancient Israel sand? Do you know what would lead someone to build their house on the sand in this day and age? Me neither. I have no idea what this guy is doing, okay? The thoughts that are going through your mind right now are like, what was he thinking? You're right. Jesus concurs with you. Jesus actually goes so far as to say, I know what he was thinking. This dude right here, (laughs) the guy, I mean, come on, let's give him some psych. Maybe he just wanted to live on the beach. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he was like really tired and he just didn't want to like have to carry his tools very far. And so maybe that was just the closest spot to the parking lot. I don't know. And Jesus says, no, I know exactly what this dude was. This dude was a foolish man. He was a foolish man. Now I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to admit this. All right. I'm not a DIY guy. You know what that means? Like, I'm not a do-it-yourself kind of guy. As a matter of fact, this past year, uh, it was in November, and I wanted, to, um, I wanted to, uh, to put floors in my house, right? And so I get the flooring. I'm, like, watching YouTube. Don't laugh, all right? I got the flooring. I got the YouTube. I got the books. Out. I'm, like, I'm ready to go. I borrow this tool that I needed. It was called a, um, a saw. Saw? It was a saw, like a table saw, and I borrowed it from my buddy, and I get everything ready, and I got the pieces, and I do everything that he said to do it right, and I, and I press the button, and it wouldn't turn on. I'm just like, so I break it down, I do it again. I'm, I'm not a DIY guy, okay? And I'm trying to do all this stuff, and so I'm like, I gotta call him. I broke his equipment, and I go, bright guy, 
I, 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 your machine's not turning on, I'm so sorry. And he goes, all right, let's take this from the top. Is it plugged in? And I go, yee. I'm gonna call you right back, right? So I'm not like, trust me, I'm not preaching this sermon out of personal professional experience. So I'm not a DIY guy, but sand? Come on, right? Like, I know enough to know that this is probably not a good idea. I know enough to know that this decision may have not been wise. And so whatever his reason, whatever he was thinking, whatever his experience or lack thereof, Jesus makes it super clear. This guy is the fool. Big oof. Why would anyone do this? Why would anyone decide to build this way? But you know what? It was their decision. It was their decision to build the way that they did. And you students also have a decision to make. How will you build your life? The rock or the sand? Which way will you choose? And so we're sitting in here and we're laughing at people who don't know how to build. (laughs) Sam didn't plug it in. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. (laughs) He built his house on the sand. (laughs) That's funny, right? Except our story goes from being kind of funny to kind of sad. As a matter of fact, it goes from being sad and it goes to like straight up tragic. Our story is about to take a turn and it's gonna be pretty dark. And it's the kind of story that if you were to see this on the news, you guys would all go, oh. And so as you think about the decision, we are gonna go from the decision that they both made and now we're gonna turn in our story to see the outcome of their decision. So let's look at it again, verse 25. Check out the outcome. And the rain fell and the floods came. One more time, I'm gonna read that. And the rain fell and the floods came. Those are eight little words, but those are eight little words that will wreck your life. You know what happened to these two dudes? Life happened. Life happened. Things outside of their control, things that were hard, that were messed up, life happened. And you know why? Because life happens. And their house was right in the middle of it. Have you guys ever had anything in your life that was outside of your control? Have you ever experienced those eight little words? And the rains fell and the floods came. What are some things that could happen to a teenager what can happen to any human being that is outside of your control? I'm just curious. Get me in your world. What are some things that could happen? Deaths. What else? Divorce. Outside of your control, right? Absolutely. What else? What are some rains that can fall in the life of a high schooler or a middle schooler? A car accident, dude, right? Dude, you're just minding your own business. You woke up that day just like anything else, and then boom, car accident. Life happens. What else? death of a family member. Lord, thank you who provided that answer. Yes. Dude, bad things happening to your friends. Life happens. What else? Breakups, right? Out of nowhere, boom. Life happens. What else? 
can't, dude, cancer sucks, right? I think that's like a bracelet. I need that one. You know why? Life happens. Everything you guys said, death of loved ones, breakups, car accident. And it's not even just like bad things. I mean, it could just be like, like random things that just rock your world. Hey, we're moving. Dad, why? When? Tomorrow. What? Where's my son? It's already in the truck. I mean, life happens. And so the question for you is not why life happens. The question for you is, what will be the outcome in your life when life happens? You can't stop the wind, students. You can't stop the waves. That's not Jesus' point. You will have troubles in this life. The question is, what will be the outcome when they do? And so look at the first guy. The rain falls, the winds come, and look what it says here. It says, the winds, they blew and they beat against his house. His house was tested. His building method, his building strategy, the decisions that he made is being put to the test. Was it enough? And we see that the first guy, look what it says, you ready? It did not, it did not fall. It didn't, his house didn't fall. The storm came, but it was still standing. Not because he was stronger, but because he built his life on something that was stronger, okay? What's the outcome in your life when the storms come, when life happens? Well, the first guy, house didn't fall. But look at the same, the second guy, all right? And the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. Same storm. His house is in the middle of the same situations, but his outcome is completely different. One dude's dude's house is still standing and this guy gets completely wrecked. Imagine what that would be like. You see that on the news, right? And we already saw the picture of that guy's house. People are in the house. People are walking around the house. This was where he slept. This is where everything he owned was. And it comes crashing down. This is not just like your, 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 uh, your forts that you make, your blanket forts, you know? Remember when you were like three years old and somebody messed up your blanket fort and you were like, fight me, right? Now, remember those sleepovers, right? Not my fort! You know, it's just like, it's not a big deal, dude. No, his house fell. Not like his tent got flapped over in the wind. His house is gone. It's over. Dude's homeless. He has nothing. Jesus makes it very clear here. Look what he says. Great was the fall of it. What he built on wasn't enough. The foundation of this guy's house was not sufficient. And so you want to know what makes this story so sad? You want to know like, Part of me wants to feel like bad for the dude, but the other part of me is like, honestly, man, you deserve that. It makes it sad because this was completely avoidable. But you know why? You know why he didn't avoid it? This is what I think about him. He was nearsighted. Homeboy was nearsighted. He could not see past this current moment. When he was building his house, he should have asked a few important questions, right? Like, will this last? 
what would happen down the road when this happens? Is this enough? But he couldn't look beyond this moment and ask those important questions. He was nearsighted. And so questions, students, as you look at him, the question for you, are you nearsighted? Are you so caught up in this moment that you fail to realize that your decisions now will have outcomes in the future? See, our culture, this is the trick of our culture. They want you to only think about now. Live in the moment. Be here now. Just live it up. Enjoy now the present. But one of the greatest tools, one of the greatest strategies that you guys can adopt as teenagers is to learn to play the movie forward. Is this enough when life happens? Is, is what I'm building my life on right now, is that sufficient for the future? Will this be enough one day? Right now you're living, imagine you're living your whole life, you are building your entire house on the acceptance of other people. Will that last? Imagine you're living your whole life, building your whole home on the sand of relationships. What happens when that breakup comes? What happens when that friend gets moody? What happens when you move away from those relationships? Is building your house on the sand of relationships enough? Is building your life and, and, and focusing your entire life on instant gratification and pleasure, is that enough? Are you building your life on the sands of your personal image? What happens when the Instagram likes run out? What happens when you're fishing for compliments no longer works? What, if you're building your life on the sands of achievements, what happens when you fail? when you're building your life on the sand of sports and then you get old, what then? What are you building your life on? Ask yourself, is it enough? When life happens and the rains fall and the waves crash, what will the outcome be? And so you have a decision to make. You have an outcome to consider. Rock or sand? Which way will you choose, students? Which way will you choose? And so we have two characters. Do you want to build your life like the foolish man on sand, or do you want to build your life on rock like the wise man? Do you want to avoid the folly and the fate of the foolish man, or would you prefer to take the wise man's way? I'm hoping that you're like me, and I'm hoping that you're in the last one. And if so, Jesus makes it really clear as we end here. Look what he says. Here's how you can be the wise man. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. And so we've had the decision. We had the outcome. The decision, they, where they built it. The outcome, one falls and the other doesn't. And now we have the point. Here's the point of this story. Here's why we're talking about two houses. 
Jesus is making this extremely stark contrast to make his point. This story is actually about people who do and don't do Jesus' words. This story is actually about two groups of students, two populations of human beings, those who hear and obey Jesus and those who hear and ignore Jesus. And each of these are going to receive the corresponding outcome of their decision. And so look around. Who do you know? I know her. No, no, no. Like just in life, think. Who do you know that matches this description? Who hears these words of mine and does not do them? They know the words of Jesus. They've heard the gospel. They have heard the call to follow. I'll tell you what, you thought that the guy who built on sand was clueless? You thought the guy who built his house straight up on the beach at low tide was foolish? Jesus says, look at these people. Every single student who tries to live their lives, who tries to build a life on something other than the solid, unshakable foundation of Jesus Christ is just like that guy. And just like that guy, you will experience the same outcome. Great will be the fall. But on the flip side, look what we have here. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. The wise man who knew what he was doing. The wise man whose house was surviving those crazy storms. That's what that person is like. They listen to Jesus they obey Jesus, and their life is unshakable, solid, stable. Students, you are at a crossroads. The options are before you. Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? Now, if, you, if you've grown up in church your whole life, you have no problem with what I'm saying, right? You're like, yeah, Jesus. But I just, like, imagine, maybe you're even here, and this is new to you. Maybe you're here and you're kind of new to Christianity. You're here with a friend and you're going like, Sam, how can you possibly say that if I don't follow Jesus, I'm foolish? You're offensive. You're bigoted. You're closed-minded. There's a lot of good ideas out there. Okay. There are a lot of good ideas out there. There are a lot of good teachings. There are a lot of ways. How can I possibly say that if you don't follow Jesus, you're foolish? Because you have to realize who Jesus is. Jesus is not an inspirational speaker. Jesus is not a gifted communicator. Look what happens when he speaks. When he speaks, when he finished his sayings, right? Five, six, and seven, the Sermon on the Mount. When he finished teaching, the people in the crowd were astonished at his teaching. Why? because he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. When Jesus talks, it's different. When Jesus talks, students, listen to me. When Jesus talks, when we hear the words of the historical Jesus, it's different because he doesn't tell you about God. He is God. When Jesus talks, he's not telling you kind of like maybe what some people have said about the best way to live life. He's saying, here's the way to live life because I created it. I designed it. 
there are a lot of good people in this world. There are a lot of people with really good ideas. Motivational speakers, leaders, pastors, songwriters, athletes, tons of people who say great things. Tons of people that I would encourage you to put those sayings on a coffee mug. I may even encourage you, if it's really good, to get it tattooed on your body, right? Some examples, right? Some examples of, of phrases that we love. We look at this, uh, this popular one. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing, right? Walt Disney. But you got to say it in like a Mickey Mouse voice, right? The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Is that what he sounds like? I have no idea what Mickey Mouse sounds like. I don't know. So that's awesome, right? Like, can you, ima- you imagine meeting this girl, right? She's in ninth grade, and she's like, my favorite, ver- my favorite quote in my life is to get started, begin doing. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, Disney fanatic, love it. Maybe you meet someone, right? And they're, uh, and they're just into this, like, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, right? And these are the football players that, like, every time they walk down the hallway, they're just like, I'm going to math class. And they see another football player, they go, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose, raw. And they just, like, headbutt each other, and they're, like, unconscious for, like, seven minutes, you know? Like, that literally happened today, you know? Or maybe you're like me, right? And you, and you just, like, you like pastors who are inspirational, like, the kind of people that when they talk, you're like, ooh, I got goosebumps, you know? I remember I read this in a book, and I go, this is one of my life quotes. Has anything great emerged from anything other than pressure? Ah. Everybody say, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. That's an awesome quote. You should be like doing backflips right now, right? Every time you feel pressure, every time you're in the starting blocks for a race, every time somebody says you can't do it, you say, has anything great emerged from anything other than pressure? That's awesome. Maybe you prefer the deep, deep wisdom of your pastors, right? And you live by this mantra, get big, by Sam Cassis. <laughs> I have that tattooed on my body with the quote. Like, you know, it's like, get big. And then it says, dash, Sam Cassis, in case I forget. I'm going to be old one day, you know? <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that, right? All of these quotes are awesome. Dude, some of you guys can add your own quotes up here, right? You can add lyrics or lyrics and movie quotes and celebrity things. And it's like, that's awesome. But when Jesus talks, it's different. When Jesus talks, we're not talking about coffee cup verses. We're not talking about tattoo fodder. We're not talking about Twitter feed. When Jesus talks, it's God speaking. And that's why I say you have two options in your life. You will either build your life on the words of Jesus, the son of God, or you will ignore the designer and be foolish. Which way will you choose, students? Which way will you go? How will you build your life? Are you listening to Jesus? He alone has the words of eternal life. Yeah, I go to youth group every once in a while. Sam is kind of funny. He says funny things. No, 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 this is not about me. I'm going to be gone one day, long gone, and there's, there will still be people here telling you what Jesus said because this is the only rock. This is the only foundation. The one who controls the wind and the waves, the one whose voice they obey, that is the only one that you can build your life on if you don't want to die when the wind and the waves come. Are you listening to Jesus? 
It's that simple. I don't care if you're a rebellious teenager and you want to show your parents. I don't care if you're a rebellious teenager and you want to show your youth pastor there's more than one way to do it. I don't care if you want to show your teachers that you're one in a mill. Listen to Jesus. Don't be a fool. Build your house on the rock. You have an option. You're at a crossroads. Which way will you choose? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for for your word. God, we wouldn't know what Jesus says. We wouldn't know who Jesus is if you did not reveal him to us. And so thank you for his words, Lord. I pray for the students here tonight. Lord, regardless of what they're feeling, maybe they're feeling serious, maybe they're feeling silly, maybe they're, they're feeling stressed, maybe they're feeling like wherever they are, Father, would you help them to see the importance of the juncture that is before them? Would you lead them by your spirit to choose life, to choose to build their life on something solid, your word, and not on the sands, God, that leave us wanting? Lord, as even as they, as they fall asleep tonight and, and inspect their own lives, point to those areas in their lives, God. Point to the areas in our lives where we are building on sand. By grace, because of your love for us, show us, Lord, what will not last when life happens. Lord, we need you. We need you, God, but we love you. And we choose you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen.